Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Friday, January 13th, 2023, a.k.a. Nick Scarpino's birthday. Everybody, go say happy birthday to Nick underscore Scarpino on Twitter. Uh, remember that underscore. That's, remember, that's, remember that's that underscore. how you know that the one that was born today is the one that you are tweeting at. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the new face of video games, Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. Bless, how you doing? Tim, we are T-minus two days from the last of us HBO show. It's almost here. I am so, I can smell it. so excited. I can about smell the click. Now, uh, let's talk about Last of Us for a little bit because we haven't done this enough recently. No. Um, very excited for this show to come out. The reviews are glowing. Uh, people that I respect a lot when it comes to their opinion on both video games and TV. One, Matt Rohrbeck. I want to give him a shout out right now. Shout out, Matt. Uh, you can check him out on the Untitled Movie Podcast. They just put up their spoiler-free review um, of The Last of Us. They're also doing a, a, a recap show of it every week and all that stuff. Great people over there. But anyways, loving it. And to me, he was one of the people that I was waiting to hear. Like, did did it nail it? Because Last of Us is his favorite game of all time. Mm. And he is a movie critic-ass movie critic, TV critic, all that stuff. So I was like, is this going to hit or not? Because I feel like he is the the, the opinion that I need to know the most. Um, because I feel like I'm closer aligned to that than a lot of people. And he fucking loved it. Hell yeah. So feeling go. really good about that. And then another real quick uh, Last of Us thing is there's been a conversation going on in the studio uh, recently that I think is very funny, but one of my best friends, James Burke, mm. um, which you guys might know, he's done some of the WWE shows with us um, over time at Kind of Funny. He pops on a whole bunch of shit over the years. He is one of the weirdest people I've ever met in my life. Like, you know, we have a bunch of cartoon characters. There's mm. the Fran Mirabella's, there's the Cool Greg's. James Burke is definitely one of those. Um, and he's a gamer, but I, like, he doesn't read IGN. He doesn't, like, he's not listening to podcasts or anything. He's just out there playing games. Mm specifically the last of us to the point that just casually he speed runs that game for fun that's and what i'm talking about he plays that game so often that he's convinced that he can get a top 10 all-time score that's awesome in the last of us one now and Tim, i was talking to him does mm -hmm. he have any other does he have a top 10 all-time score in something not that i know of okay i don't think but I, let, let me tell you this right now because this is the funniest thing James Burke doesn't play many games, but when he plays games, he plays the hell. He plays of them, them hard. Platinum Bloodborne, Platinum Cuphead, Goddamn, Platinum Sifu. Goddamn, <laughs> what, like, what a man! <laughs> it's the funniest thing. And then he plays Last of Us over and over. And I was like, Oh, what about Last of Us Two? He's like, Oh, I've only beat it a couple times. Like, how many times he beat Last of Us Two? He's like, Only like six or seven. Oh my this god! This man beat Last of Us Two six or seven times. Right? I love. Him. I was like, How many times he beat Last of Us? He's like, Probably a hundred. I love him. And so I was like, all right, dude, we got to do this on stream. He doesn't have any of the attackers set up. I was like, we got to have you on Kind of Funny try to go for your, your record of top 10. And he goes, no, 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 I can't do that. And I was like, why? He goes, I want top three. I think I can do top three. Because <laughs> he want? I mean, like, you mentioned he's like a casual-ish yeah. gamer, which mm -hmm. he doesn't sound like it as you describe him. I but know. Like, it's funny. Does he watch GDQ? No. 
but now I think he has now watched speedruns of Last of Us, like just to like I mean he's he's in the shit. Okay. Anyways, I'm trying to get this going, and my my fingers are crossed. Hopefully, uh, in a couple weeks, I want to actually have him come That'd hang out. That would be awesome. Speedrun Last of Us. He he's convinced he can do it in like under three hours. Like it's why I need to well, watch t- this. Uh, so, hold on, uh, Tim. You sent something last night to General Slack. Is that is about a certain game getting in the top ten speedruns? Oh. Okay, did I send that? that I, that's that's what I was setting yeah. you up. So for. sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was the punchline that I did forget to say, Barrett. Thank you. That not only does he want to speedrun The Last of Us, he's convinced that he is going to have one of the top times ever in Stray. Oh my! God. <laughs> Another game he platinumed. <laughs> The, it's, it's not even the fact that like he's out here getting these killer speedruns. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he's getting these killer speedruns in games like The Last of Us and Stray. And Stray. Games <laughs> that like don't ask you to speedrun them. These are narrative games. These are games that are like, oh yeah, I'm playing this so I can feel something. He's playing it so he can like blast blast through all these cutscenes, get to the end as fast as he can. I, I love Good it, for man. James Burke. I love it. And he's like, dude, I'm not. It's a glitchless run. I don't do that glitch bullshit. Like he has like, <laughs> he's like he, dude, it's so damn funny. Anyways, Good for him. It's man. gonna be he's gonna be exciting. These games like they're neon white. And yeah, exactly. I, I love it. God damn. Uh, But anyways, we're going to talk about that later because, of course, this is kind of funny games daily. Um, We're going to talk about a whole bunch of cool stuff today. Stories include Dead Space movie rumors, Skull and Bones getting a new date soon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) And more uh, because this is kind of funny games daily. We're each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We come at you live with all the video game news that you need to know. Uh, If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, if you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube or you can search podcast services for Kind of Funny Games Daily and we will be right there for you. Um, if you don't have dollars to toss our way, that's totally cool. When you're on the Epic Game Store, remember to use Epic Creator Code Kind of Funny on all your purchases and it helps us out at no extra cost to you. Uh, you can be part of the show for free by going to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in your questions, squad ups, and more. But if you want to get the show ad free and if you just want to support us and help us do cool stuff patreon.com slash kind of funny is where you're gonna want to go um before you even get a housekeeping you have a a, a reader mail up here that i want to get to just do you to, okay let's set, let's set the the, the let's stage set the, let's here set the for tone. great friday before you before you even get there mm-hmm. as you're reading through the the rigmarole i was thinking about the fact that I, I, yesterday on on uh before kind of funny next gen podcast i confessed something to joey and i think barrett was there as well uh-oh and I think I might confess it to you here, Tim. Mm. And it's something that I'm almost scared to say. I don't know if you should do this on, in, on content. In front of people. Because I feel like it is going to reveal me as like, I, here's the thing. I, I've already talked about how I microwave my waffles. Yeah. Right? So that's like, true. What's the worst that can happen? I respect that. <laughs> but thank you. I respect thank that. Thank you. Fucking weirdo. <laughs> Tim, yesterday I came to the realization that I think my favorite flavor of LaCroix is the pure flavor. I'm not mad at you. You're not mad at, at all. That? Okay. No, no, no. I didn't no. know that because I, as as I made that realization, I was like, "Is this some serial killer shit?" Like, no, is this, is this no, weird? no, no. Because pure is it's flavorless. Yeah. And I appreciate that about it. Oh yeah. It's not it's not trying to be what it's what it's not. No. I it's feel like great. all the flavored Lacroix are just trying to act like they have flavor in them. Mm-hmm. Pure is like, nah, man. I it is what it is. is. Yeah. And I, I, I fuck with this, dude. I respect the hell out of pure. That's a. I, I think that's a good take. Thank boss. you. Very proud of you for that. Uh, but you you had a, a reader mail question from Parker. Who wrote and said, by the end of the PS5 console era, which PlayStation studio do you think will have published the most games? Which PlayStation exclusive franchise will have the most games in the era? Now, I feel like this is an easy one. It, what? It's three, it's, two, one. Insomniac. Insomniac right? <laughs> like, Insomniac will, I mean, already you have 
Miles Morales, you got Ratchet and Clank, and if you count the Spider-Man remaster, uh, you don't have to, but if you do, that's three games right there, mm-hmm. right? Spider-Man 2, already Wolverine. announced, it's coming out this year, probably. That's going to be their fourth game published for the PS, uh, PS5. I think that's an easy step And then step And then, yeah, also Wolverine is announced, right? Yeah. Coming out probably in the next two years, you imagine. Now, here's the, here's the big question, Bless. Mm-hmm. Do we get another Insomniac game? It'll After- be the Wolverine spinoff uh, about X-23. There we go. <laughs> there Insomniac we go. X-23 game? That'd be insane. I mean... They, I mean, it, they have job listings or job postings that talk about how they they're hiring for a multiplayer project. I still believe that that that's in the works, right? What is that? Could that be a Spider-Man game? Yeah. Could it be a Spider-Verse game? In the best case scenario, I think it would be. But also, that's like you know, that's that's me hoping for the for the for the moon. But yeah, I think we are gonna get way more uh, Insomnia games uh, announced after Wolverine, or maybe even after Spider-Man Two. You know, like they're they're on a roll. I think when it comes to that second part of the question, which PlayStation is a franchise will have the most games in the era, I think it's still goes to spider-man the only other franchise a franchise i'll put in there isn't a playstation studios franchise it's final fantasy oh final fantasy is an exclusive quote-unquote playstation franchise right when you look at final fantasy 7 uh remake you're you're if you want to count final fantasy 16 which currently is going to be exclusive and final fantasy 7 rebirth i mean here's the thing square is not a playstation studio so it would mm. not count for this question but will that remain true for the duration oh. of the PS5's life cycle. Oh. <laughs> I can see Square coming in at the end being like, we're like, what up? <laughs> we're PlayStation <laughs> Studios now. Fuck you, Insomniac. <laughs> Just fucking chips Insomniac and take that, bitch. <laughs> I mean, do you think there's any other contender for this? Sony San Diego? With MLB The Show? All right. No, Is okay. that cheating? Yes, but oh, I my mean, way. But also, that's not PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, it's not PlayStation exclusive. You're right. Hmm. Because what? Like, I mean, Naughty Dog... <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna put out factions and then maybe one other single player game. Well, I, I probably I, last I, I of us think... part one remake again. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I think San Diego counts for the first question. Because it says which place in studio do you think will have published the most games? Publish the most games. The second question is about which exclusive franchise, you know? So. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, to, uh, in that case, Sony San Diego is in the running. Here's the thing, right? How many is is Insomniac yearly yet? Because what, 2020, yeah. the <laughs> the year of we got a... Uh, we got Spider-Man Miles Morales. The very next year, we got Ratchet and Clank. Was last year the first year where Insomniac didn't publish something exclusively for, for PlayStation? Yeah. I think so. Um, and so, yeah, there you have it. Sony San, San Diego is, is probably going to be up there technically. Um, but, yeah, in terms of exclusive stuff, it is going to be Insomniac. And then, yeah, like Naughty Dog, I imagine, will have maybe two games this generation, if that. Uh, uh, Sucker Punch. Maybe one game, one and a yeah, half. Yeah, one and a half. I would count Legends as like a half. Yeah, if they you do, know? if they do a next Ghost of Shima and another Legends. Yeah. Huh. No, nobody's doing it like Insomniac. No, I mean, there, there's something. Insomniac got the stuff, man. Like it's it's wild, and to imagine that I think we will get Spider-Man Two, Wolverine, and at least one other game. Like, are we going to get another Ratchet? How well did Ratchet sell? I think Ratchet did pretty. It must have sold well. I think but... it sold well for a Ratchet. Ratchet. Right, you're talking about an early PS5 title. I remember Ratchet PS5 doing exclusive fun. too. PS5 which is, exclusive. As of July 2021, the game sold over 1.1 million copies. So we're a year and a half away from that even. So I'm yeah. sure it's a lot higher. Ratchet strikes me though as a once a generation kind of franchise though. Like, hey, let's put out Ratchet so that we have a big budget. Remember when it used to not be though? Those were the days. Those were the days. But honestly, I'm fine with it, right? Because I think Insomniac being able to bounce back and forth between a bunch of different things is pretty exciting. So, like, if Ratchet is the, hey, let's put this out early in the generation as a family game that is really, really fun, really quality, and displays the power of the system, 
Yeah, like sure. Like if the PlayStation 6's second year has a Ratchet game in it, and that's the Ratchet game for the PlayStation 6, I think I think that's fine. I mean, so PS2 had like four Ratchets and and plus spin-offs. PS3 had two plus plus spin-offs. spin-offs yeah. The like the like mini not even mini games, the like the the first era of like DLC games or like not even DLC, just downloadable in, games. like into the the, the Nexus. The in, yeah, that and the the booty one. Plus yeah. the booty. Um and then but yeah, it only had two core ones on PS3. It was Tools of Destruction mm-hmm. and Future. And um the best one. Oh. Uh, Why yeah. am I blanking on the name? You say Crack, crack time? time. Crack, crack time. time. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. But like that's not Ratchet and Clank anymore. I think at this point, it's not that we're burnt out on Ratchet and Clank, but I think Insomniac is just they waded into better waters, right? Like they got bigger and better things going on. Those things being called Spider-Man and Wolverine. And so I don't think as uh, Insomniac, you go back to that well that often. I think you just do a Ratchet and Clank whenever you feel like doing a Ratchet and Clank, which I don't think would be often anymore because they they put out so many of those. Yeah. Uh, Interesting stuff, man. Interesting stuff. I want. I mean, my question is like, who is after? If like, once we get away from Sony San Diego and Insomniac, right? Who's right under that? I think that's where things get interesting. Where I could see. Um. Uh. Oh, the studio that I love so much that made Resogun and Returnal and all those games. Uh, Housemark. Housemark. I can see Housemark coming mm-hmm. out with some more stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I can see them maybe releasing one or two more games in the generation. That's the other thing is that games have gotten so um, prolonged in their development cycles that how many games do you expect from one big AAA de- developer in a generation? At this point, I think it's come down to one or two. Yeah. Except for some exceptions, but for the most part. It, it takes a while for video games to get made now. And so, yeah, I think you're talking about at most maybe two games from, from a big AAA developer, if that. Yeah. God. Unless you're Insomniac. <laughs> Unless you're Insomniac. Uh, getting into a little housekeeping for you. The new episode of Blessing shows up right now on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. If you care about Kind of Funny at all, please go watch that show. Roger and Bless worked their asses off on it. It is so good. So good. It is so good bless thank you i'm so proud of you guys for kicking ass on that so please go check it out leave some comments get engaged do all the things also share share it it. with your friends yeah that's the that's the it's the tough thing about making a short form piece of content for a channel that has so much long form pieces of content that like the algorithm just doesn't play well with with that stuff and so the best way to uh make sure that that video does well and that you get more of those videos is to actually share it with your friends put it on twitter put it on facebook and people still use facebook and all that stuff Hell yes. Uh, and then a new KF Next Gen podcast is going up on Patreon this Saturday. It's a fantasy movie draft episode. Y'all sounded like you had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. So you can check that that's out. A, that's worth the dollar. Worth the dollar. Worth buddy. the dollar. Straight out of the horse's mouth. Uh, I, and I don't like that Bless and Roger have gotten into my head about the movies that I drafted. <laughs> I don't like it. Don't what was the like one that you drafted that we were like, oh, good. oh he drafted. Fight. This is one don't spoiler. spoil it. Just one spoiler. One spoiler. Ren- Renfield. Renfield. He Renfield. drafted Renfield. The Nick Cage right. playing Dracula, I think, is going to be a fucking slam dunk. All right? And this We're scoring based on Rotten head about it. I don't like it. Listen, all I, I'm saying is that do. it's a ballsy right. pick. It's a ballsy like pick. It. It's a good one. Uh, and more Patreon stuff. Brand new kind of feuds out. And then also a new episode of the shit list will be dropping, which is great. Uh, and then on Monday, the 16th, the kind of funny football league returns. The playoffs are here. And game one will feature a quarterback duel between Phil Spencer Seahawks and Andrea Renee's Vikings. <laughs> in game two, your KF 49ers are taking on Gary Witta, Paris Lilly, and the Buccaneers. Tune in Monday for all the first round action. The playoffs are here, baby. Get with the program, you fucking loser. That was written by Andy Cortez. Um, <laughs> thank you to our Patreon producer. Delaney Twining, and uh, today we're brought to you by Honey, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. 
It's time for some news. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. Story number one, a Dead Space movie could be in the works. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC. Filmmaker John Carpenter <laughs> has suggested a Dead Space movie is in the works. Last October, the famed director of horror films, including Halloween, The Thing, and The Fog, was asked if he'd ever thought about adapting a game. The only one I can think of, and I've mentioned it before, is Dead Space, he told the AV Club. That would make a real great movie. I could do that. That is so fucking cool, bless. Right? Uh, asked if there was any movement on a Dead Space film in a new Variety interview, Carpenter said he was never attached to such a project, but that he thinks another director is. I'm a big video game fan, so I played all the games. I was down looking at the new digital cameras, the red, and happened to mention to them that I would also love to do a Dead Space film. That just went around, and everybody said, oh, when are you going to do it? I'm not going to do it. I think they already have another director involved. Then they haven't asked me to do it. So until someone asked me, I wouldn't do it. But there's a new version of the Dead Space video game coming out in January, and I'm there. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love that John Carpenter continues to just be like, yo, bro, I play games, and it's legit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I've been living under a rock or if this is like a thing that people have already known. But like, I didn't. John Carpenter being super into video games. Oh, yeah. Major, major dork. Major dork. That is amazing and hilarious, but also, yeah, the fact that he's casually like, yeah, I think there's another director involved for a game, for a, a movie that has not been announced or talked about yet. Yeah. Oh, let's go. A Dead Space movie, I think, would be fantastic. Me too, man. Like, you know, we're in this this era that we've talked about a lot of, like, seeing the transition to video game adaptations being pretty good and hopefully amazing come this Sunday. Uh, but I think that Dead Space is one of the the few games out there that as far as we know don't have plans that the moment you hear that you're like oh yeah oh that makes like, sense that could be really good and really awesome for the same reasons that dead space the game worked i think the movie could work where because it is a smaller story because it the the thrills and scares are equally focused on the um kind of uh uh Wow, why am I blanking on this word? Claustrophobic uh, areas oh, yeah, and yeah, corridors yeah. and things like that. Like I think that that just can translate well to a horror movie, right? Add on the um, the aliens in Dead Space and their cool designs and like the cool guns and the cool shit. Imagine how sick Isaac would look in a movie, like, like with the armor, with the lights and stuff. It's like there's a lot of iconography that I think translates well from video game to film so i'd love to see this and i would love for john carpenter to be as involved in this as he possibly yeah. could it's funny because if this turns out not to be true if a dead space movie isn't in the works and there isn't a director right and he, he just happened to get this wrong i think somebody's gonna hit up john carpenter right and be like oh shit john carpenter wants to work on a dead space movie if you're ea and you hear that and you read that i think you gotta pick up the phone and at least give somebody a call right because i think that is a that that's a good idea yeah. Right. Yeah. Get John Carpenter. Get what he did. Um. Uh. The thing. Halloween. Uh. <laughs> Escape from New York. Right. Like. Oh yeah, dude. Get somebody with the pedigree of John Carpenter to work on that. I think that would be a fantastic move. Yeah. It'd be it'd be incredible. Uh. And in, in the chat, even um, fade to black saying John Carpenter wants to do music. Let him score the movie. He doesn't want to direct again. Totally cool. I mean, like oh, yeah. him doing the soundtrack would be freaking fantastic who um, who would you want to work on this movie aside from I, john carpenter i don't know i don't i the thing about horror movies is i kind of it is one of the few genres that i kind of prefer just up-and-comers doing it because i mm -hmm. think that there's something about the horror genre that really like tests the creativity of people because it usually has more uh smaller budgets and uh when there's a vision as clear as dead space which would need i think a higher budget than than some of these like shoestring do nothing horror yeah. movies um, barbarian i i think that uh it, no offense to barbarian it could be it could be done well and i, I think it could be done well for not too much um so i would like to see somebody that 
I'd like Dead Space to be the breakout movie for a cool up and coming director. And like mm. we've seen a lot in the last couple of years, like the Ari Aster's popping up, and um, obviously uh, James Wan um, doing like everything in the last like decades at this point. Um, I think that there's a lot of room for new talent to come up in the horror space. Who plays Isaac Clark? I mean, I think that matters. I mean, I don't know. Would you get would you get somebody who's an unknown that you haven't seen before? Because again, going back to horror movies, I feel like that's what what tends to work best. Yeah, I don't think it really. I don't think it matters. Oh man, J Seven says Colin Farrell. Yes, Colin Farrell. Oh, <laughs> that's man. awesome. Yeah, that's a really good pull. That's great. I like that. It's better than what came to mind for me. I immediately thought of like, yo, what do they, they got Michael Sarah? Well, uh, Why Pratt. are you the way that you are? <laughs> Look, it's better. It's better. Oh, man. <laughs> I fucking hate when you do oh, your man. Michael Sarah impression. Bless. Why does it come up so often? Why is Michael Sarah your go to he, fanboy? He's one of the I, 10 fanboys of Michael Sarah. I love Michael Sarah so much. He's so fucking funny. Okay, bless. His, his personality is just so fucking funny to me. Barrett, give him the one. Bless, I need... <laughs> oh, I'm blessing, not doing impressions. Blessing as Michael Sarah as, <laughs> as Isaac, Isaac Clark. Clark. <laughs> oh, man, I'm a spaceman. I'm a <laughs> hold on, hold on. You're so bad at hold impressions. Hold on. I know, that's why I don't like doing impressions. You mean the one we do? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. What's something that Isaac Clark would say? I guess there's fucking aliens and shit. <sighs> Look, man, I'm in space. Everything's dead, man. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> oh man, I'm in space, man. <laughs> I'm in space, man, and everything's dead. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, Kevin Garavento, the Portland Kevin, writes in and says, "Dead Space is probably my most anticip anticipated game of the year so far, and it's almost here. If it sells well, do you think EA Motive will remake Dead Space Two and Three? What would you want to see in each of those possible remakes? A full remake for DS Two, just like the first. A complete do-over for DS Three with a different story and no multiplayer." Interesting question. It is. Do you first of all, where what's your faith in Dead Space remake? Do you think it's, it's going to be successful? High. I I feel and like hey, let's let's see in a couple weeks if when I'm an asshole for saying this. I feel like it's the type of thing you can't get wrong. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like dangerous words. Dead Space 1 is just a classic great game. Like mm. the gameplay it does still hold up. Like sure, it's not the best game ever compared to modern games, but it's also not bad in any real way. Like there's annoying aspects of it. And again, Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't played Dead Space in a while. But um, I, I have a feeling like that they're not going to change anything to make it worse. I think they will change things to make it better. Mm -hmm. Will it be game of the year? I don't know. Like it, Kevin's saying it's his most anticipated game. Like, I hope that it delivers for you. Yeah. <laughs> that that's high praise. But um, I, I think that it's going to be great. A remake of DS2 and 3 I think is not likely to happen even if this game does well i think a more likely um thing would be a a new sequel that is just straight up more modern because mm -hmm. what i'm saying is dead space one i don't think they can fuck they're like it's just gonna work yeah dead space two and three i think need a little bit more three got something not good reception right like yeah. when three came out people were mad that it was very different it was more actiony i assume i yeah. i think <laughs> funny enough i've played all the dead space games that people wouldn't have recommended me to play i've uh -huh. played dead space 3 i played um so dead space extraction for the wii i mm -hmm. think that's what it was called oh, yeah. i played a dead space mobile game right but i actually never went back and played the original dead space so i'm super excited to to play this one because i know this is the one that people hail is like no nah, man this this is survival horror right here uh and so i'm looking forward to it i think 
looking at the pedigree of who's working on it, because if I remember correctly, Motive is doing this remake. Mm -hmm. Motive is a pretty good studio, right? They put out Star Wars Squadrons, Squadrons um, yeah. a few years ago. That was a quality game. It wasn't a game that, like, set the world on fire, but it was a game that if you're a nerd, a nerd about Star Wars and um, flight sims like that, I would say that game worked for you, right? That was a quality experience. Before that, they've done... Great VR integration. Yeah, like, good VR stuff, right? And, like, they've done work on other stuff like Star Wars Battlefront and other EA Star Wars games. Uh... Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like the only way in which you would get a Dead Space remake wrong would be for it to to run badly, right? Like you look at Callisto Protocol, and that had PC performance issues at launch, right? I think that very much hampered that launch rollout. And for PC players, you know, it took a few days before you can actually go, "Oh man, okay, maybe there's something here for me, or maybe there's not something here for me." Um, I think if they're able to avoid performance stuff, they're able to avoid bugs, right, and just give you a quality experience that works and translates a at this point, classic, right? It's oh, kind of yeah. weird to feel like Straight a yeah. 360 game is a classic game, but yeah, it translated a classic game into um, a modern into modern gaming sensibilities. I think that is a slam dunk, and I'm with you that I I don't I don't think you would go Dead Space two and Dead Space three with it because those aren't the the games that are revered by, by the by the fans. I think you would people love to, but it's okay. it's like the, one's a classic, yeah, which is like I think the 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 most important part, which is why I would do maybe a reboot after this with maybe different characters and yeah, different stuff going totally. on in it or i don't know if dead space 4 works i feel like it's been too long for a dead space 4 so yeah i would say reboot it after this yeah yeah the one thing that the dead space remake that we'll have to just wait and see is they change the voice actor so i, I hope people like when michael Sarah starts talking <laughs> hey man <laughs> <laughs> i don't even know how michael Sarah sounds like anymore. Hey, man. What the, like what was the last michael Sarah thing i watched Probably Arrested Development for the fifth like, time. Uh, or... Scott Pilgrim for the 19th time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's on Netflix Y'all ever watch Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? I did. Oh, I love Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. You watch Youth and Revolt? <laughs> no. I did. Let's go deep. I watched the Michael Cera deep cuts. I watched the fucking short films he put on YouTube. Did you know that Michael Cera and Aubrey Plaza dated for years? For years? Yeah. Another reason why I love Michael Cera. My man doesn't miss. Wild, man. <laughs> Story number two, Assassin's Creed fans were hungry for a smaller scale game, says Mirage director. This comes from Tom Ivan at BGC. Assassin's Creed Mirage creative director said that the community's desire for a smaller scale game was a big influence on its development from the outset. With gameplay focused on parkour, stealth, and assassinations, uh, Mirage, Mar I, I am 33 years old, bless. Mm -hmm. And I can't. Look at the word assassin without thinking ass ass. Ass ass in screen. Every freaking time. Uh, set for release in 2023 with development led by Ubisoft Bordeaux. Uh, Mirage takes place in 9th century Baghdad and is described as a special tribute to the first Assassin's Creed. Mirage's creation has been the convergence of several inputs, creative director said uh, to Games Radar. Of course, the first one comes from our community. Origins, Odyssey, Valhalla, they're all great games for the promise to live an epic, epic journey in a strong fantasy. Their scopes have been calibrated to fulfill those ambitions, and they all embrace the RPG mechanics. But amongst our fans, we started hearing the desire for a character-driven story focused on the core pillars of the first ACs in a more intimate scale. It resonates with us as well as developers, and this was the starting point of the project. He also said that uh, Ubisoft has reworked stealth tools, including familiar ones like the smoke bomb and throwing knives, with new upgrades that allow players to reinvent them to fit perfectly with their playstyle. Mirage is one of six... Six. Upcoming Assassin's Creed games discussed during Ubisoft product showcase last September. Bless, do you have anything to say about this, or should we toss to the one and only sad boy Barrett Courtney? Uh, I don't have much to say, but I will say, I mean, 
a couple of things, right? I, I, I'm excited for Assassin's Creed fans that are excited about this because if I was big into Assassin's Creed, I, I could see myself being the person that is like, oh man, yeah, I like these new games. Man, I miss the classic Assassin's Creed. The fact that Ubisoft at the same time is giving you Mirage, which seems like it, it is going to be more classic Assassin's Creed while giving you um, more of the modern take you imagine with Assassin's Creed uh, Hexy and Assassin's Creed Red. Like, good for y'all. That said, and this is where I'm going to toss to Barry Courtney, are people excited about Mirage? I feel like I've not heard people talk about Mirage that much. I don't feel like I've heard people talk about Assassin's Creed at all lately, uh, I'm going to be honest. Uh, for me, personally, I'm excited for Mirage. It's going to follow uh, Basim, which, uh, a character that was introduced in Valhalla, a very interesting character, um, and the, we, we might be able to... to learn some more stuff uh, and, and fill out the lore of more of the areas that we saw in Assassin's Creed 1 and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for a more, like, uh, linear-focused, uh, kind of actual stealth-focused Assassin's Creed again. And I think there's room for both of uh, that and what we've seen in the last few years. Because I love, uh, you know, like, uh, Valhalla and Origins and, and things of that nature. And even when they got, like still the same kind of gameplay but like the world's got much bigger like black flags and, and things of that nature i think there's room for for both so i'm i'm excited for both of these different types of projects where mirage is not a part of infinite or infinity or whatever yeah. the hell they're calling it right it's just like its own separately release and then yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what they can do with uh uh settings like uh hexy and uh red but will those games ever come out is my question. <laughs> when are we going to actually Ubisoft is in such a weird spiral. Uh, it feels like uh, outside looking in right now where it's like, I don't know if we've even seen much of Mirage since it was officially announced uh, after it leaked, right? And they, we, we got the like kind of CG trailer, but we haven't really seen anything since. So I feel like that's the other reason why not a lot of people are talking about it. I don't know, Barrett. I mean, like, I don't think Ubisoft has any problem when it comes to release dates at all. At all. Story yeah. number three, a new Skull and Bones release date coming very soon. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Once again from Tom Ivan at VGC. Shout out to Tom Ivan for carrying this episode, by the Dude, way. Dude, yes. Shout out to you, Tom Ivan, doing the damn thing. Oh, Skull and Bones, bless. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Ubisoft has said it plans to announce a new Skull and Bones release date very soon after delaying the game again this week. The pirate adventure game was originally scheduled to arrive in 2018, but its release has been pushed back a handful of times, with the project also rebooted in 2020. Uh, on Wednesday, Ubisoft announced that the game will miss its most recently announced release date of March 9th, 2023. Um, additional information regarding a new release date and upcoming test phases will be shared with you all very soon. Um, they said on a follow-up statement on the game's Remember Twitter. when this game was going to come out the same day as Ragnarok? Remember when this game was going to come out in 2018? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, We're in 2023, just, bro. It's just wild. I just, I know we've talked about Ubisoft a lot, man. I, I really, 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 really hope that they get back on track and I mean, figure I, some things out. It doesn't I've, seem like that's the case. They, I mean, if, I, I was talking about this the other day, right? I think a couple of things are going to happen, right? Within, I'll say, the next few years. Either they get back on track and start releasing games that people fuck with, right? The Star Wars game could come out and hit. The Avatar game could come out and be cool, Prince right? Of like, Persia. Prince of no, Persia? That's not, no. We're not going to hope please, for Prince of Persia. Please. <laughs> You're not going to get Prince of Persia. But either that starts happening, right? They start delivering the goods or they get acquired <laughs> or like, you know, they, they merge into another company. Those are the two options. And I think we're going to see the answer to that in the next few years. Yeah. And so we this shall is see. This what you want, Tim? This, this right here? Remember when this was supposed to come out? Like, but January, like what, a few months after they announced it, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> it was supposed to come out like January 2021 uh, or something like that. Yeah. 
Also, I, I, I want to address somebody in I chat. Want this. <laughs> somebody in chat said, "Bless the." Um, I think it was WB Buck in chat said, uh, "Assassin's Creed Hexy is is pronounced hex like a witch thing," and that's what I thought. I originally was <clears throat> pronouncing it hex, but I talked to somebody from Ubisoft and they were pronouncing it hexy, and so now I'm pronouncing it hexy. But they also say Ubisoft sometimes, and I'm like, I don't trust you guys. That is true. Also, that is true. <laughs> um, you also, know, we should actually, you know what? Let's uh, let's start pronouncing it heeks. Just doubled down. Ass ass in Creed. Ass ass in Creed. Heeks. You remember the that uh movie This is the End? Of course. What a movie, man. What a movie. With Michael Sarah. With Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah. Remember year one? And Channing Tatum, baby. Remember year one, man. Oh man. I, I don't remember year one. No? Uh no. Oh, Jack Black. No. With Jack Black. It was yeah. like when they were in their caveman. It was Michael Sarah and Jack Black were cavemen. Oh. I do remember okay. that. I do remember that, of course. Um, and, you know, obviously, Blessing knows more about movies than anyone here at Kind of Funny. So if you want to hear him uh, give his fantasy draft for, for movies, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of No Michael Sarah in that draft, sadly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sadly, man. I couldn't find any Michael Sarah movie coming out Damn, this year. But going to Patreon also means you get the show ad free. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Honey for sponsoring this episode. Honey's the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past, and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money. Honey's the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Here's how it works. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite websites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site, and if Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. We here at Kind of Funny have been using Honey for years, and it has literally saved us thousands of dollars on tech, costumes, food, you name it. Honestly, I just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save. Honey doesn't just work on desktops, it works on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out, and by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. Get PayPal Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. That's joinhoney.com slash kindoffunny. Story number four. High on Life and Rick and Morty creator facing domestic violence charges. This comes from Isaiah Colbert at Kotaku. Uh, Justin Roiland, creator of TV series Rick and Morty and the recently released High on Life game, has been charged with domestic violence against a former girlfriend. Uh, NBC News reports that it obtained Orange County Superior Court records stating that a criminal complaint was filed against Roiland back in May 2020 by the Orange County District Attorney. The complaint charges Roiland with one felony count of domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count of false imprisonment by menace, violence, fraud, and or deceit. Uh, Roland was arrested and released with a 50k bond in August 2020 and pleaded not guilty to both charges in October of that same year. According to NBC News, the victim says the incident between herself and Roland occurred around January 19th of that year. A protective order was filed in October 2020, which states that Roland cannot harass, threaten, surveil, or be within 100 feet of an unknown person protected under the order. Oh, got it. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, the order also made Roland relinquish ownership of any firearms he owned or possessed. That is scary as hell. Uh, the order lasts until October 2023. According to NBC News, Roland is scheduled to appear in court Thursday for a pretrial hearing. This news comes shortly after the release of High on Life, a first-person shooter game created by Roland's video game company, Squanch Games. Not much to say here. This yeah. sucks. Be cool, people. Don't be assholes. This is asshole behavior. Period. Yeah, this like this is usually the type of story that we probably wouldn't cover, but this is so it is so close to video games, right? High especially just coming out, especially yeah, coming off of, of High on Life, so it feels appropriate uh, to cover it. And yeah, like 
that's fucking crazy. That's fucking scary. If these charges, if this stuff is actually true, then like it's fuck Justin Roiland, right? Like that is that is terrible stuff. Terrible. Right? And that is it, yeah, that's pretty much all you can say on it. Yep, that's it, man. So just hey, again, be good to people. Don't do this shit. It, it, there's no explaining it. There's no rationalizing it. Be good. Don't hit people. Be good to people. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. This bad Don't shit. imprison people. <laughs> and do not imprison people. Goddamn. Story number five, Google and NVIDIA joined Sony in questioning Xbox's attempted acquisition or Activision acquisition. <laughs> Activision acquisition there. is like the most, because that those words are have, have sat by each other so much in the last year. Mm-hmm. And every time it comes up in a story, I got to prep myself. I'm like, all right, the attempted Activision acquisition. That sounds like a fucking, that sounds like a, um, like a, a rap song title. <laughs> Activision acquisition. We got to write it, bless. I, I think I can write that. Fucking bars. You want to make it like a diss track to to Sony? Yeah, <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> uh, that's actually a really good idea. No, I, yeah, no, I'm thinking uh, about it now. Google and Nvidia have both reportedly joined Sony in raising concerns to the FTC. FTC just won't let me be uh, regarding Microsoft's planned sixty-nine billion dollar acquisition of Activision Blizzard, according to a Bloomberg report. Uh, the two companies reportedly contend that by acquiring Activision Blizzard, Microsoft would gain an unfair advantage in the cloud. <laughs> The fucking words we need to say when we're talking about video games, bless. They'd gain an unfair advantage in the cloud subscription and mobile gaming markets. That said, one source told Bloomberg that NVIDIA at least is not expressly opposed to the acquisition, though it did stress the importance of equal access to game titles. The report does not elaborate on either company's uh, other specific concerns. Uh, NVIDIA and Google joined Sony as major companies bringing issues forward to governing bodies about the acquisition, though based on the tone, these latter two are coming in notably softer on the issue. Uh, While it's unclear exactly how involved NVIDIA or Google will continue to be, both companies could potentially be called to testify before the FTC when the lawsuit goes to trial, which Bloomberg notes is planned for August of this year. Cool. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) FCC won't let me be. Dude, I mean, look, this is going to just continue to happen, and eventually it'll stop. (laughs) Right, Bless? Yeah. I mean, I think, like, I mean, for the explanation of the story, right, Google and NVIDIA coming through and also kind of joining Sony's side in terms of the, hey, yeah, maybe this isn't a a great thing that Microsoft is acquiring Activision, I think, makes sense, given the reasoning, right? Yeah, Microsoft could could gain an advantage in the cloud. Microsoft can maybe gain an advantage in the mobile space, yada, yada, yada. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see the final results of this because it is, it's it's fascinating to see, like, all the chess pieces on the board, right, lining up and people actually, like, coming to war, right? And, of course, like, NVIDIA and um, Google aren't as strong about it as sony is right sony is probably the biggest contender when it comes to hey let's not let this happen because it's going to affect us the most but the fact that yeah right now you can see an image of fucking like um jim ryan standing next to john google and tim nvidia i don't know Uh why i gave him to the tim Tim name but hey we got tim nvidia uh you know standing next to him being like yo (laughs) you shall not pass uh i it's a it's it's a funny image to me i uh i don't know i'm excited i'm excited to see where this lands i uh, we've talked about this before where I I imagine that the act, the acquisition is going to happen. It's just a matter of what are the what what are we gonna give up in terms of letting PlayStation have uh Call of Duty on their platforms for the next ten years. Obviously that uh, deal's already happened with Nintendo and uh I believe Steam or just the PC landscape. Um what are what are gonna be all the details that have that, that have to come up in order to actually make this thing work? I think that's the most interesting thing about this, but it's gonna happen. It seems like it's gonna happen way later in the year, though. Yeah, it's gonna be a while until we get the, the this all this stuff 
finalized. Jesus Christ, do you hear this? The rain? rain? Yeah. That's scary. I don't like it. San Francisco, man. (coughs) Ah! Uh, Story number six, the final story. What? What are you looking at me for? It's the news. You, you the fucking news. wrote this. You are making me read this headline. It's the fucking news. Five dates. <laughs> five dates is getting a sequel called Ten Dates. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Ten Dates is the sequel to the interactive rom-com Five Dates taking place in the post-pandemic world. We listened. The much-anticipated sequel to interactive rom-com Five Dates, Ten Dates, is coming soon. Misha, a millennial from London in search of that elusive in-person connection, tricks her best friend Ryan into going to a speed dating event with her, each with their own five potential matches. Misha and Ryan must pluck up the courage and turn on the charm to date wildly different personalities. Ten Dates will charm its way to PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, S, Switch, iOS, and Android in Q1 2023. This interactive movie is available to add to your Steam wish list. Stay tuned for more interactive movie announcements coming soon. Let's go. The, okay. Here's the thing. I know it's a slower news day, but like, what what about this was like, you know what? This is a new story today. Because uh, I, I fuck with these Will's interactive games. Okay, cool. Yeah. Tell me more. So like, I actually haven't played Five Dates. Greg has played Five Dates. I don't know how he felt about that game, but it is one that I want to try out. Um, that And then there's another game called... Called, I think it's called Who Framed Uncle Mark or some shit like that. I don't know. It's called Roger Rabbit. <laughs> no, not that one, uh, Barrett, but that's a good call. Okay. Um, no, they, like, they, they have a couple of the comedy ones that I haven't gotten to check out. The ones that I played with uh, Mike and Nick, we played Bloodshore, which was a fun, terrible game. I played The Complex, which is another fun, terrible FMV game. Um, I forget which other one. I think I've done one other Rails Interactive one. But like, Wales Interactive they put out a lot of games that I fly a bit under the radar because they're very spe- they're very specifically tailored to a kind of gamer. Who hit mute on Uncle Marcus? Thank you. That's <laughs> not pressed, real. That's what it was. That's what not you? real. Who pressed mute on Uncle Mark? Barry, can you look up who pressed mute on Uncle Mark? What? That's real no, quick you're so we can watch the trailer. Me. That's not a fucking <laughs> real Can we watch the trailer for that one real quick? Uh, Wheels Interactive puts out so many FMV games and they are, you know, choose your own adventure. You're going through, you're creating, you're making the choices in these stories and the actual like filming and cinematography and writing and all this stuff is so hokey cheesy corny not great but these games i find them so fun like they're a guilty pleasure like they're the definition of a guilty pleasure they're only like two hours long if that and yeah like i I forgot about five days five days is one that i always wanted to go back to to play um now that now that 10 dates is coming out i finally have reason to go back and play five dates tim i am so happy for you i'm gonna need a full review I hope your dates go well, bless. I hope I your you. five dates go well enough that you want to come back for ten more. You know, that's the other thing is like I love I, I love F and V games. Mm-hmm. I can get into a dating sim, right? Like dating sim's always a thing that like I I feel like that Wait. could be my bag if I wanted to get into those. What up? Hold on, is Uncle Marcus uh, this guy? Right? Isn't this like Michael Scott's boss in yeah. the office? <laughs> David, right? Yeah. Was that his name? <laughs> What the hell? I'm, I'm, listen, we can do a group play. A group play. <laughs> no, honestly, that's actually a good idea. I, I know one of the actors uh, from Letter Kenny is in one of these. I forget which one though. That boy was so weird. Hold on, let me see if I can find the synopsis for Bloodshore and read to you what happens in Bloodshore because Bloodshore was fucking cool as hell. <laughs> Bloodshore. I'm pretty sure that kid was in Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Bloodshore. Oh, that's great. Uh, Bloodshore is an interactive action movie about a televised battle royale between high-profile streamers, entertainers, and death row inmates. You control the fate of Nick, a washed-up actor who fights for a life-changing cash prize. All is not what it seems in this latest season of Killstream. Uh, Killstream is the name of the like mm-hmm. the battle royale, battle royale event, uh, the hottest reality TV show on the planet. Can Nick uncover the truth about Bloodshore Island before his time runs out? 
You got eight eight hours of total FMV footage, the most amount in any video game. They said that can't be real. That can't be true. I played FMV, Immortality. FMV footage in a video game? I don't that's a lie. They can't put that on the Steam page. That's a, that's a blatant lie. <laughs> well, well, when did that come out? Did that come out before or after Immortality? I mean, it came out way before Immortality. Okay, but so even, at the time... You're not going to tell me that there's been no game before Bloodshore that had more than eight hours total of FMV footage. Are you thinking, like, old-school games that use FMV footage? Because, like, realistically, I mean, even, those probably don't even hit an hour total of yeah. actual footage, you know? Also, I, mean, I can't believe that they made a True Life uh, uh, video game based off of the life of Nick Scarpino. It's crazy. I know, right? Yeah, he's got he's got a he's got a sue. Um, but yeah, it has eight hours of total FMV footage, the most amount in any video game before Mortality. Uh, decisions matter with visual feedback on what effects they have. Relationships are tracked, and they can influence the story. Which, when me and me, Mike and Nick uh, played through the game on stream, we enjoyed the first playthrough so much that we did a second playthrough that stream. Wow! Be, to get the different choices, oh, and let that's me tell awesome. you, those play those playthroughs dynamically different. Huh. Very unexpected changes between both the playthroughs That's of cool. things that happen. Um, you have one story, several different paths and outcomes from the producers of the complex in five dates. Hell yeah, man. Well, Breaking news, Tim. Mm. Dave, at Dave on FXX, tweeted out, guest list for season three. Ooh. Do you want to hear what oh, we've I got? Do. Yeah, hit us. We've got Demi Lovato. Yes. Michael Sarah. Don Cheadle. Yes. Killer Mike. Machine Gun Kelly. Cool. Megan Fox. Of course. Rick Ross. Huh. Oh. Travis Barker. <laughs> and more. All right. <laughs> I love we all fucking had to do it. Oh. God. <laughs> Yo, that's awesome. Fucking Dave, man. Coming back in April. Let's go. Um, well, April. Dave 3 coming. Oh, God. I you almost had it. I almost had it. I almost had it. Ah! Dave's so far away. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Ah, hate when I fuck it up. Uh, out today, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot is on uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, One Piece Odyssey coming to pretty much Woo. everything. The Kazuya and Sephiroth Amiibo uh, are coming from uh, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, Criminal X. Are you gonna get this? Are you an Amiibo person? I'm not an Amiibo. I, ha- I had to be like Tim. Don't even buy so one. I, I would have thought you would be more excited about the Sephiroth. Amiibo. Oh yeah. Oh, that's my thing. It's like I just can't. Or else I would need them all. Just I'd be like pair for my GM. Just get, just, get, I mean, just get the cloud amiibo. Uh, if they had, if if Zach Fair was in the game, I might. Need and they put Zach out a Zach Fair. amiibo. I might need a Zach okay. amiibo, my boy. You know what to do, Smash. Uh, Dragon Fury on Switch. Criminal Expert on PC. Dusk eighty two on Switch. Fury Fight Gangsters of City. That's the name go. on Switch. Illustrated. Every picture tells a story on mobile. Uh, Little Inferno. Ho ho holiday. <laughs> I'll switch under Dungeon on PC, Switch, and Xbox, and Dungeon Munchies on PS5, PS4, and Switch. The last one is called NES Escape on Switch. NES Barrett, Escape. Can we pull this up? NES Escape. Yeah. That NES Escape on the Switch. Sounds interesting. Could be cool if it's like an NES Remix type thing. Oh, yeah. Why, ha- why haven't they ported SNES Remix? I don't know, man. They really should. And also, give me N64 Remix while you're at it, Nintendo. Uh, this comes from Con Games. Imran's out there making video games. <laughs> Imran's out there. Uh, this, this has got a creepy vibe to it. Yeah. So it's like going back and forth between live action footage, FMV. Oh, I th- I, no, I don't know if this is FMV more of like they shot this for like the trailer that I put up, you know? Mm. Mm. But yeah, it's going yeah, back and forth between live like action a, and gameplay. Like a, what, what is it? Uh, an escape room, but in 
an NES escape room. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. Yep. Not going to get better than that, game. everybody. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get to some reader mail, dude. Um, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to write in all of your cool, fun stuff. Vataris. Vataris. Right. It says, now that the Roaring Twenties are breaking the bad video game adaptation curse. Oh, don't call these the Roaring Twenties. That's crazy. You don't feel like they're roaring? No, I do, but I mean, like, dude, think about <laughs> it. The roaring 20s were 100 years ago. That was 100 ago, years ago, and now we're, we're in a new That's one. fucked up. Uh, what video game franchise would you like to take on Insert Franchise here versus Predator movie? <laughs> I'll start. Ghost of Tsushima versus Predator. All right. <laughs> we're an honorable oh, samurai warrior must make an unlikely alliance with their Mongolian invaders to learn to fight in the ways of their enemy to overcome their alien foe. Q using lots of firecrackers just to disorientate the Predator's thermal vision. P.S. Whoever Nick chooses will blatantly win because the Predator will have to learn to fight inverted and ain't nobody got time for that. I got a great that's one. Great. I got a great one. Go for it. Astrobot versus Predator. Fuck oh, yeah, that's dude. That's Let's fun. just go all out. I want it as violent as possible. I Rip that stupid little designed robot. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? Oh, man. Oh, the, I forgot you hate his design. The Astrobot slander is insane. Uh, I love the Ghost of Shima idea because I if you put that in the Ghost of Shima open world and have just a Predator hanging out like doing predator shit and like it is up to you to like be either the samurai or the ghost you know what i mean like that actually that actually could be really fun um the idea that came to mind for me immediately was uh like it, you wouldn't be able to call it this but i guess like snake versus predator like metal gear solid mm -hmm. versus predator and oh, have it be, be a like it around yeah like put it in, in an mgs3 setting and yeah. You know, uh, your team gives you uh, gives you a bunch of tools, right? Like, you know, in MGS3, you had the uh, directional mic. You had all this different stuff, right? Give me tools where I can fight a Predator as but then, Solid like, Snake. They, they find at the end, that, like, the Predator was never real, and it was just a bunch of nanobots inside of his head that was projecting a Predator. I love that. 1,000%. I love that. See, my thing, I'm thinking a little bit differently. You're out here. You want to sneak around the Predator. I want to do one thing to the Predator, and that's suck him, okay? Whoa. Kirby. What the f <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Kirby vs. Predator. Imagine him sucking that motherfucker in and all of a sudden... Crazy. Somebody... I, I'm 1,000% sure that there's Predator Kirby fan art out there. Yeah. Of Kirby as Predator. Show some I feel like I've seen that before. Yeah. I'm typing it in right but now. The other, like, the real talk answer, imagine how dope a Halo vs. Predator would be. Oh, that's pretty cheap cool. out there. Plasma Sword versus Predator. Come on. That'd be tight as hell. This isn't what I expected it to be, but this, this is what came up. Yeah. You know? Definitely expected more than that. Yeah. But I also kind of love it. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out um, shout out DeviantArt. <laughs> shout out to DeviantArt. Um, remember, you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let us know what we got wrong as we screwed it up. Um, what we got, what we got. As we're doing see. that, Tim, I was talking to you about Jay-Z, the rapper, yeah. before the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was, I, I had some thoughts, and I, I was going to save them for the show, but we got, we, we immediately had um, a very fun conversation to start off the show, so I didn't get to it. Uh, I've been going back and listening through the rapper Jay-Z's discography, right, to catch people up, right? I'm, I came into Jay-Z's music around American Gangster. And I listened to everything after that. And then, of course, like before I had heard his singles, right? I'd listen, I've heard, I'd heard the 99 Problems. The big pimpin'. The big pimpins, pimpins of the mm -hmm. world. But I actually never went through and like listened through all of his albums uh, in depth. So I started doing that the other day. And I've been on a Jay-Z kick. And let me tell you, all of yesterday I listened to all of Jay-Z. 
I get, I get the goat allegation. Pretty good, yeah. huh? <laughs> and Jay Z knows how to rap. Yeah, <laughs> that man can weave together a tune. It is funny because I, I think you're having a, a moment that I had as well, uh, around a similar time where it's like you kind of just think of the, these rappers as like, oh, these are like poppy Billboard hit types, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when people used to talk about like the greatest all time conversation. It was usually at the Big Four, right? Yeah. You got Big Pac. Jay-Z, Nas, Nas would be the those, and then Eminem would be like the yeah. other one, right? Um, and I always was like, how could you possibly, possibly choose Jay-Z in this conversation? How could you possibly choose Big in this conversation? Like, mm-hmm. I thought that Tupac and Nas were so leagues ahead of them that I thought it was just an, a, a crazy impossible thing. The older I get, the more I realize I'm not on the other side of it entirely. Wow. And when you look at the, the sheer quality of what Jay-Z can do with words, it is... I mean, it's unrivaled. Jay-Z yeah. is legitimately one of the greatest of all time. I and mean, all the four that I named are all for five. Sure. But, but yeah, Jay, Jay got the stuff. He's got the stuff. And also, I think for me, it's, it's what hit me was the longevity of going through and being like, this man has almost limitless music. Like, how, like what, 13 albums? Something like that? And yeah. going back and like listening to Reasonable Doubt and the first half of Reasonable Doubt, especially like Hidden, like Hidden, Hidden, and then going through each of the albums and being like, yo, each of these, each of these albums have hits on them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how long he has stayed in the game. And I, I, funny enough, I think I'm probably lean, I probably lean more Nas in the conversation, but uh, I feel like Nas had his his ups and downs when it came to came to like you know Illmatic era. He was like up there, right mm-hmm. now back with King's D- Disease. But I feel like there was a middle period where some album, well, some Nas albums would hit, other Nas albums wouldn't hit. I feel like Jay Z's stayed throughout at least in like pop culture, even though some of his albums weren't the best. I'm gonna need you to do me a favor, Bless. What up? And I'm gonna need you to listen to the song Mr. Carter. Off of Lil Wayne's The Carter Three. Oh, oh, Tim, come yeah. on, come on. Okay, yeah, yeah. What, Listen, I do? what, what do you? But no, on. but with your newfound appreciation for Jay, okay, I need you to listen to it because it is one of the most epic rap songs ever. Like, there's just such a great passing of the torch moment in that song. And as Jay Z's verse is going, uh, Lil Wayne's just doing ad libs in the back, and you can tell he's just stoked out of his mind that he mm. just gets to be a part of it. I just, I just freaking love it. It's such oh, cool. Yeah. I want to do that right after this. Um, but anyways, here we go for what we got wrong. Um, Nano writes in and says Marvel Spider-Man released on PC in 2022. That was done in collaboration with Nixus, but yeah, there was an Insomniac release uh, last year. Um, Somebody said that, uh, you know, Portland Kevin here says, Blessing said that Stray does not... Uh, not, does not naturally ask you to do a speed run, but there is a trophy that uh, that to earn you must speed run the game in under two hours. That is a very good year wrong. I didn't even think about that. Stray does ask you to speed run it. Uh, Nano says the game with the most FMV before Immortality. Uh, I have no data on how much FMV footage was in it. Was not for broadcast with about forty three hours. Jesus, a footage. That's insane. at that point you're just recording your day, right? Yeah, the whole, like they're not recording yep. actual like produced footage. He's just. He just has his phone camera on, like, during his regular day. Yeah. I'm putting that footage in the game. Um, and the last thing here, we got the complete timeline of Prince of Persia delays from Nano. Uh, it was revealed in September 2020. Then it was delayed in December from January 21st, 2021 to March 18th, 2021. And then on February 5th, 2021, it was delayed indefinitely. And here we are, a year in from 2023. <sighs> Two years from that. Wow. I mean, at least it's not skull and bones. sadder than I ever could have been. Jesus Christ. Where is Beyond Good and Evil 2? Where is it? Where is it, everybody? Let us know. <laughs> Free Beyond Good and Evil 2. Free BG and E. <laughs> oh, man. Bless. This has been a good one. It's been a fantastic It's been a fun episode. one. Uh, an incredible Michael Sarah impersonation by you. Love that. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know if he says hey man in any of his no. movies. <laughs> like, just, Kev, that was him uh, as Michael Sarah as Isaac Clark from Dead Space. And hey, he started he started earlier just saying, Hey man, I'm in space. <laughs> I'm in space. What's, what's this dead shit over here, man? What's this dead what's shit? This de- oh, let us know in the comments below what you think the dead <laughs> shit is. Um next week we have a pretty cool ass week going on, starting on Monday with Greg and spawn on me's Khalif Adam. Whoa. On kind of funny games daily. Come through the studio. Should be fun. Uh then Tuesday, blessing me. Wednesday, blessing Greg. Thursday, blessing me. And Friday, me and bless. Tim, what else is happening on Monday? Um, we got I, Last of Us. Oh, dude, that's right. Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, man. God oh, damn it. I wish I had the intro to show y'all. We are going to be doing Last of Us um, reactions every single Monday, uh, starting next Monday for the next nine weeks. Um, 9 a.m. live on YouTube.com slash kind of funny. No, kind of funny slash kind of funny. Um, so be there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Me, Bless, and Greg will be uh, doing it every single week. Can't wait for that. We have a whole fun set for it. The intro is another banger from Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy. You saw it. Oh, yeah. And it looks fantastic. Good. It's damn. And I'm bringing a new segment that is Michael Sarah impressions of Michael Sarah as Joel. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. Oh, so you're gonna want to tune in for that for sure. <laughs> uh, Nine a.m. Give me the one. Give me the one <laughs> of Michael Sarah doing the line. You have no idea what loss is. <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> man, <laughs> you have no idea what loss is, man. Add <laughs> man. Anyways, be there 9 a.m. before games daily. I'll practice it over the weekend. Every Monday. It's going to be a blast. But until next time, it's been my pleasure to serve you.